the word of God says that he died for our sins he was buried and he was raised back to life Christ is risen. Come on. Christ is risen. Come on. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Сегодня наша вера основывается. Today our faith is founded on. Not just that he died. Это очень it's a very powerful event that took place that Jesus died that he was buried but our faith is founded on the fact that he didn't remain in the tomb that he is risen Christ is risen come on hallelujah he is risen his word says that he will never die again. He lives. The one we believe in. Jesus Christ. He lives. Hallelujah. He lives. Praise God. I'm so thankful to greet all of you. What a wonderful, wonderful worship. It's impossible just to sit there carelessly. It touches you so deep. Can we take a seat? We have a wonderful day today where we celebrate his resurrection. Today I want to talk about this. All the apostles they began their ministry when the Holy Spirit came upon them. They spoke about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They spoke about the power of resurrection. There is significance in this. That's why today we can congratulate one another with the fact that Christ is risen. But on this, this has no power if this isn't real in our life. I'd like to read this scripture. In 1 Peter 1.3 it says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation. Who gave birth to us by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He gave birth to us by the resurrection by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 
Павел утверждает, where Paul confirms that our faith is founded on the resurrection. He says if Christ was not risen, then our faith has no power. But Christ has been risen. And that's why we have faith. And we don't just have faith. Peter says that through his resurrection we were given birth and received the right to live in a new way. Not in our old life, but in a new life. He has given birth to us by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He resurrected him from the dead. You know, through sin, death came into the world. Death didn't just affect every person. But a person was born a sinner. And because of that, all people were dead when it came to their relationship with God. Do you know that in this world, there are two categories of people. There are many nations, but only two categories of people. One category of people are dead people. Yes, they walk, they eat, they have plans, they have businesses, they create families, they study, they do many things. But if Jesus is absent in their life, the word of God tells us that these people are dead because of sins and lawlessness. They're dead. Yes, they think and dream. They build plans. But if in their life Jesus Christ is absent, these people are dead. There's another category of people who are also on this earth. But as opposed to the first category, they have faith that Jesus Christ who came to this earth he took their sins was crucified on the cross of Calvary was buried and was raised back to life and now he is their personal savior these people have life these are living people in Ephesians we read about this that us who were dead based on our lawlessness and sins all people are born on this earth because of sin they are dead sin brought in death when Jesus came The death was needed. As through sin death came, so through the death of Jesus, the destruction of sin came. And that means victory over sin. Hallelujah. As through the sin death came in, and all were born dead because of sin. In the same manner, through the death of Jesus, came the destruction of death, of sin. And because of that, victory over death came. Death has been overcome. We have all the foundation 
to be participants in his resurrection. And today, I want to talk about this idea, this thought of the position of a resurrected person. It's very important for us to believe that for our sins, the price was paid. Jesus died for our sins. And we believed in that. Romans chapter 6 tells us that we were baptized into his death. We were buried with him. And if we died together with him, then in the same way, with him we will be raised. But we were not raised to live in our former lifestyles. But we were raised for a new life. Christianity is a new nation on this earth who live according to different laws, who have a different mentality, who have different viewpoints. These people are outside the system because these people are not from this world. They have a new life because they were once dead, but now, thanks to their faith in Jesus Christ, they received a new life. He gave them new life, resurrecting them for a new life that they would live not for themselves but for our resurrected Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A dead circumstance is the, our circumstance in our sin. When we talk about resurrection today, I'd like us to see that the power of resurrection is to be free from sin. It's not just me coming to church. I am joined to some denomination, but my life hasn't changed. That means something isn't working in the realm of resurrection. Do you know how many people who just became nominal Christians but their thoughts, their desires, their goals are directed to this earthly world they live in their former lifestyle. Christ did not come for that. For us to come to know and say it like a history, historical event. Yes, Jesus existed. Yes, he healed the sick. Yes, in the last days of his life, he was crucified, he was buried, and I heard they say he came back to life. You know, many people know this story today, but he did not come for the story in our life. He came for a different purpose. That today we would not be nominal Christians, but for us to be raised, for us to stop living our old lifestyle. Because everything that deals with the old, with the resurrection, the new has come. That's why the old is gone. And behold, all things are new. A new life, a renewed mentality, the right plans, the right plans. They will deal only with one thing, with my Lord Jesus Christ. He is life.
Jesus is the true life. No one can give you life. The fact that people are born. It is a life that is very temporarily. People are born on this earth. David says that I was born in sin. David says that I was born in sin. The word of God says that all have sinned and have lost the glory of God. They fall short. There is not one righteous. There is not one person who could proclaim and say that I'm born and in my DNA is pure blood. There was only one who could say that. He was the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was born from the Holy Spirit. That's why he was not born in sin. His blood was holy and his DNA was holy. Only he had the right to take the sin of all mankind because he had no sin. There was no uh, uh, lust in his, in his life. He was a holy person. He was fully uh, righteous. And he was the only one who could stand in the gap for all of humanity. And as by one man sin entered the world, in the same way, the Lord from heaven, who says, became like man, took on the image of a slave, looked no different at all. The only difference was, in his blood was no sin. This was holy blood. Only he had the right to stand in the gap for all of humanity. That's why as through one man sin entered the world and through the sin death entered. So from another and that is the Lord from heaven. Through him life entered. New life. How many people today continue to live in the darkness? They heard something about God, but their life is submerged in darkness. How many people today are broken in their destinies because sin controls their life? How many people today are decaying because dead people decay? Sin decays people. How many people exist like that? It's impossible to list all the problems that came through sin into humanity. And all of that is called by one word. That's not life. That's death. People live in this death. They dream of, of joy. But they live in that death. The only one who could stop this was Jesus Christ. He came into this world who stood in the gap who took my sin 
Все, что меня уничтожало. Everything that was destroying me. Все, что меня разрушало. Everything that was decaying me. Все, что сделало меня несчастным. Everything that made me unhappy. Он имел с этим дело. He dealt with all of that. И слово Божье говорит. And the word of God says. Он взял это на себя. He took it upon himself. Мы читаем это в послании Петра. We read this in Peter. Что он телом своим. That by his body. He took my sin onto the cross that I would be freed from sin and live for a truth. Turns out that there's another life. There's a life without sin. Where is this life? This is life in his resurrection. This is a new life. We, we don't need to suffer today because of sin. У нас есть свобода. We have freedom через воскресенье. Through the resurrection, Иисус воскрес. Jesus has raised. оживил нас. And now gave us life. К новой жизни. Into a new life. Мы имеем. We have новую жизнь. A new life. Жизнь в Боге. Life in God. Это святая жизнь. This is a holy life. Это новая DNA. This is a new DNA. Это это святая жизнь. Она не смешивается со старой. Поэтому все, что со старой, оно умерло и погреблено. А то, что воскресло, это новое для новой жизни во Христе Иисусе. Возможно, кто-то на этом месте вы запутались в жизни. Вы посещаете церковь. Но какое-то бремя постоянно держит И вы не знаете, что происходит. Вы знаете, это не просто сказать. You know, Я это происходит чудо в нашей жизни. начинает работать в этой сфере. Он обличает нас в плане греха. He, uh, uh, И как Христос осудил грех во плоти. Мы приговариваем свои грехи также. We convict our sin in the same И отдаем их на крест. And we put them on the cross. Веря в то, что Иисус Believing имел дело с Jesus dealt with our sin. И Дух Святой, Он показывает нам, что есть новая жизнь в воскресении Иисуса. Восьмая глава Кремлянам, где мы читаем, что Дух Святой воскресил Иисуса Христа из мертвых. Это же сила воскресения воскресит наши смертные тела. Дух Святой сегодня участвует в этом деле. Вот почему Иисус сказал ученикам, вы не уходите из Иерусалима, вы не облечетесь силой И Он говорит, вы примете силу, когда сойдет на вас Дух Святой. Вот почему они сильно проповедовали о Духе Святом, Духе Святом, и говорили о воскресении Иисуса. И благодать пребывала and a grace about because they believed that what took place with Jesus took place with them. What took place with Jesus when he was raised it took place in their lives. Know this, that death has no power over us because life that is in Christ is an eternal life and our temporary life on this earth and death 
уничтожение нас это переход поэтому мы не боимся этой смерти она уже побеждена мы имеем жизнь через силу воскресения Иисуса и это уже святое у нас Дух Святой он тот, который оживляет нас. Он поднимает нас us up, чтобы мы были отождествлены с Слово Божье говорит, что Духом Святым мы крещены в тело Его. А это тело никогда не умирает. Это живое тело. Это организм. Это есть Иисус Христос. И мы крещены в это тело. Мы погружены. We are submerged. The Holy Spirit. He brings the power of resurrection. He restores today. You know, not a conviction, but the Holy Spirit who makes Jesus a revelation in our life. This isn't a conviction. Today people seek and search some kind of knowledge, some kind of intellectual knowledge to recognize what God did. Today's sermons are built on intellect, but this wasn't so before. The apostles said, and many things were difficult to understand, but the Holy Spirit would take them to people's hearts and people were humbled and people would say what do we do to be saved the work of the Holy Spirit today the Holy Spirit continues to do this it's impossible just to convince a dead person for him to rise back to life you need the Holy Spirit to touch him and bring the resurrection into him. Jesus said everything I told you when the Holy Spirit, the Comforter comes you know he's called the Comforter the Spirit of Truth he will speak to you not from himself but what I spoke to you he will take that from me and give it to you он будет возвещать будущее. Вы знаете, сегодня церковь нуждается, чтобы Дух Святой посетил. Многие вещи должны воскреснуть. Когда сила Божья должна сойти, многие вещи должны прийти в движение. Они придут только тогда, когда мы позволим Духу Святому двигаться. Знаете, церковь, она вне системы этого мира. Но почему так в эти дни церковь живет по системе? lives according to the system according to the world order which hasn't been placed by the Holy Spirit you know it's easier to do a service that way because we know the way to start it and the way to finish it because it's easier to regulate those plans but when the Holy Spirit comes when the guidance of the Holy Spirit comes you know in the first church they didn't have a specific time of service. Nobody knew what will happen in the next minute or in five minutes. Whose eyes will be opened? Which lame will start to jump? Who will be filled with the Holy Spirit? Who will shout? Brothers, what shall we do to have salvation? That is the movement of the Holy Spirit. That's what needs to be raised in the last days to lift up the church 
на этот уровень, чтобы мы ходили в Духе. Потому что все, водимые Духом Божьим, являются сынами Бога. Аллилуйя! В этом есть сила воскресения. Невозможно, чтобы Дух Святой прикоснулся. И это осталось мертвым. Дух Святой движение. Поэтому там, где Он прикасается, все приходит в движение. Божье Слово начинает иметь силу. И все приходит в движение. Поэтому на этом месте, когда мы поздравляем друг друга, and congratulate one another with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let us look into our own hearts. Am I truly alive? Am I truly a person that's been resurrected? Has my old man truly died? Has sin truly been overcome? Does death truly not have influence over me? Are my thoughts truly directed towards Jesus? Is my heart truly open to him? If it is so, you are a living man because you do not live for yourself but you live for the one who died and was raised back to life and his name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Can we all rise? Дорогая церковь, давайте будем ожидать сейчас. Дух Святой, Он на этом месте. Не откладывайте то, что Он сегодня говорит твоему сердцу. Не откладывайте это на потом. Когда Дух Святой на этом месте, place, важно попросить Его, чтобы Он коснулся той сферы, которая должна воскреснуть Кому-то нужно воскреснуть в вере. Потому что многие вещи, они стали такими обыденными. Все серое. Ничего не меняется. Позволь Святому Духу коснуться этой чтобы это ожило для Бога. Возможно, есть области вашей жизни, от которых вы сами устали. Вы устали бороться с одним и тем же. Вы устали ходить в замкнутом круге. Позвольте Святому Духу прикоснуться этой сферы чтобы пришел прорыв в вашу жизнь, пришло восстановление, чтобы Иисус стал реальностью, чтобы сила Его воскресения была в действии вашей жизни. Это все возможно. Не завтра, не через месяц, не в новом году, но сегодня. 4 апреля на этом собрании прямо сейчас если ты поверишь и позволишь Святому Духу это произойдет в твоей жизни на этом служении не 
Не нужно ждать чего-то особенного. You don't need to wait for something special. Особенных дней. The special days. Особенных служений. The special services. Сегодня это служение особенное. Потому что Иисус на этом месте, который умер за наши грехи, был погребен, а теперь воскрес. И все верующие в Него имеют это воскресение и жизнь вечную. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dear church, something special is taking place here right now. Lift up your hands and expect the Lord is touching your hearts. He's real. This is the historic identity. He's alive today. Jesus is real right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Мы поклоняемся Тебе, Иисус. Мы превозносим Твое Святое
presence here. Apostle Paul said that we came to you not with persuasive words, that you were, were, would rely on the wisdom of man, but we came in you in our weakness and humility, depending only on the power of God, that you would not put trust in man, but rely, would, would see how God would move when you would trust in him. This morning, we want to give you an opportunity. It is not our persuasive words that can give you salvation. But if you respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit, He can do something inside your heart that no man can do for you. He can give you a new life before you leave this place. If there is sin in your life in any way, whether the things that you desire or the things that you receive pleasure from, or the things that you maybe are even being tortured by but you cannot get rid of. Any form of sin in any, in any person's life is the right the devil has to destroy your life and bring death to it, whether that is a physical death or more or worse, a spiritual death. And we are in a church, we are a part of a church and we are a church that is not afraid to talk about sin. We live in the time that our world, our world is not shy, nor ashamed, nor afraid to publicize and to advertise any form of sin. But for some reason, the church stopped talking about it. We don't talk about sin to remind you of the issues you have. We talk about sin to remind you that there is someone that took it and you don't have to live there anymore. We talk about sin because it's been paid for. We talk about sin because you don't have to live with it anymore. We talk about sin because it has been taken away from you if you turn to Jesus Christ this morning. If there's any form of sin in your life, God loved you too much and he sent his son who took your sin and he took it to the cross that you would never have to live with it again. And not only this, but when you give your life to Jesus and confess him to be Lord, he not only forgives you of your sin, but grants you a new life. You have new desires, new dreams, new goals. You are a new person when you leave after meeting him. If you are here this morning, whether you're here for the first time or you've been coming here for a long time, before I make this invitation, if I could ask the church, right now in your spirit, quietly begin to pray in the spirit because you have no idea who you might be standing next to that might need to give their life to the Lord right now. That might be walking in some kind of form of addiction and needs to be set free in this moment right now. The Holy Spirit might even nudge you. Ask your neighbor if he needs Jesus and come with him to the front. This weekend and this morning, everything that we do is worth it just for one person to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, to be set free from the sin that's destroying their life and to walk in the freedom that Christ died for. Everything is worth it for one more person. If that one person is here and the Holy Spirit is convicting you this morning, I want to invite you to join me in the front so we can pray for you, so we can lay our hands on you as you turn your heart to the Lord and you are set free in this moment in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you so much for every person here right now and those watching us online. If there is any individual 
right now that is being tormented, any individual right now that is being convicted or is being condemned by the enemy that is afraid, we pray right now for every form of fear, every form of condemnation to leave in Jesus' name. And we pray for them not to be afraid of man, not to be afraid of anything God, the enemy's trying to do, but to respond to you right now, to respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, we thank you for your finished work on the cross, in the grave, and in your resurrection power, that you would touch someone right now that needs to know who you are, that needs to meet you for the first time. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I don't want you to be afraid if this is you. I want you to come forward. Come quickly to the front so we can pray for you. Kneel before God. Ask him to forgive you as you repent of your sin and watch what he's gonna do. This morning is for you. The day of salvation is not tomorrow or next week. It's now if you receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your work in this place. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your conviction. We thank you that you're drawing men with your goodness, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Before we end our service, we're gonna close in prayer and I want, I wanna talk to any person here that is in need of the renewal or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Whether it is to speak in tongues or whether you have just been in a dry place in your life, maybe turning to things that are broken turning to things that are trying to, you're trying to be filled with, but they're not giving you the fulfillment you're looking for. The Holy Spirit desires to fill you this morning. That the Holy Spirit desires to fill you this morning. I'm not just talking to someone that is in a hard place, I'm talking to every believer. The Holy Spirit desires to fill you this morning. To live a lukewarm life is also sin. Because God says, if you are not cold nor hot, I will spit you out. God wants to set your heart on fire. A passion for Him. A hunger for Him like you've never had before. I miss the moments. I miss the moments in my life where for no reason I would run to the altar just because I wanted God more. 
I was already saved, I was already serving God, but I would run to the altar because I wanted him more. Because there was a hunger in my heart that cried out for more. I knew there was more. My friend, this hunger needs to return into every one of our lives. A greater hunger for God, a greater thirst for God. We can get used to the worship team singing for us and leading us. Someone preaching to us and inviting us. And we're waiting for the sinner to come forward, but we don't even realize that we are the ones that need to be filled and touched by the power of God. Would you open your heart this morning before we close? If you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, if you need to be renewed in your hunger for God, you can come to this altar in any moment right now as we pray and allow God to touch your life. You're not called to live for yourself. You're not called to live lukewarm. You're not called to live in your comfort. You're called to burn for God. You're called to walk in the fire of God and the power of God. To not just walk comfortable or convenient, but to walk in passion for Jesus. To walk in love with Him. That the Holy Spirit would not just be something you experience on Sunday, but someone that's leading your life every morning you wake up and every night you go to sleep. He desires to get closer to you. If you would just open your heart and say, God, I want you more this morning. I'm not satisfied with what I have or where I am. I want more of what you promised that I would walk in. The power of God is not just for us to talk about. It's for us to experience and walk in this morning. I want to invite you, if you want more, if you desire more, respond not to me, not to any man, not to this stage. Respond to the Holy Spirit. Let him touch your life in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we want more. We want more. We want more. We want to know Christ more. We want to know Christ more. Holy Spirit, we desire that you would fill, fill us and set us on fire. That there would be a hunger and a thirst inside of us. That there would be a greater passion for you. That we would not be comfortable or satisfied where we are. Holy Spirit, take us deeper. Holy Spirit, take us deeper. Take us deeper. Riba Santana Baba Baba Kiri Baba 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 Baba